It's episode 185 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm extremely excited to be sitting down with Aubrey Lutz uh, of Lutz Lactation. She's a registered nurse. She's also an international board-certified lactation consultant and also known as your milky hype girl. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, I'm super excited. I love chatting all things moms, boobs, nipples, babies, all the things. I'm all about it. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that you approached me at the Women's Leadership Conference this past October. Um, first of all, big thing that I have to note here is if anybody's listening to this, um, and not just women, but in particular, it'd probably be most beneficial. Well, that you know, I'm not. I'm gonna backtrack on that. Anybody who's interested in being a mom or ha- you know has a mom in their life or whatever, please follow Lutz Lactation on Instagram. Right. Um, yep. Okay, that was a really long-winded way of saying she has over 34,000 followers on Instagram. That is goes to show the kind of resources that are available. So when you approached me and gave me your card, I'm so stoked that you did because I looked you up because I'm like, okay, I definitely want to talk to her. And then I saw what you were about and I was like, okay, now I have to talk to her. I mean, <laughs> you have taken it to the next level. I wish when I was breastfeeding or when I knew that I was going to breastfeed while pregnant that there was someone like you out there. I don't think you were out there yet because I had my kid in 2018 and you started in the pandemic. But yeah, I started, so I had my first baby in 2016. Yeah. And then kind of decided along the journey, which we can get into, but decided after yes. my first baby and a lot of struggles that you know what? I don't want another mom to ever feel the way that I felt. And so that's kind of, it started there. My friends were asking me, like, they knew I was kind of interested in in getting my certification in lactation. So my friends were asking me a few questions here and there. And I was like, uh, I'd kind of been like back and forth on, do I start an Instagram page? And one of my, my best friend's sister was like, stop like you don't have to be ready it doesn't have to be perfect you don't have to have a website like just do it because women need you like just go for it um and I'm really really grateful that she did because I probably would still be weighing the pros and cons and my analytical brain would be like do I do this? Do I not? And so I'm glad I listened to her and just like, okay, I'm just going to do this. Yes. I'm glad you listened to her too, because you are everything I needed then. I don't know how else to describe it. I mean, every yeah. single post is so incredibly beneficial. I'm getting way ahead of myself. But like I said, I'm just like really <laughs> excited to have you on. And I think it's important for anybody listening, you know, if you're a man whose wife is about to have a baby or, you know, a woman whose wife is about to have a baby or whatever, um, these resources are just tremendous because it's not necessarily only about, you're not only there specifically for breastfeeding. I mean, you're just there to kind of help these ladies during a postpartum event. Um, just amazing. I'm so, like I said, uh, uh, just so glad you're here. So thank you for that. Um, so whenever your friend's sister convinced you to start this Instagram page, were you already a board certified lactation consultant? No, okay. I wasn't actually. I, I knew, like I said, I knew I was kind of interested in it because I'd gone through my own sort of struggles with my first baby. And so I knew something I was a NICU nurse at the time, a dress school here in town, and it was something I was very interested in, but just didn't, wasn't making the time for it. Um, and then I like sidestepped into home health for more of like a pragmatic financial reason. Like, right. okay, I need, we, we need to make some moves financially for my family. So I did that for a short stint and I was like, I'm still really going back to this. So the reason why I finally was like, okay, let me start this is because I had started studying on my own for the exam. And so there was just little things here and there that I was like tips that I was giving to my friend or things that I was learning that I was like, this is mind blowing. And like, if you asked any nurse in the hospital, whether they were in an LD setting or in a NICU setting, a lot of them, like this information wasn't standard to me. It's not like even nurses, like I was a NICU nurse and all the things I was learning were new information to me. So I was like, okay, if I'm a nurse in mother baby world and this is all new to me, I can only imagine 
especially because I had already gone through motherhood, I was like, I know that there's other moms struggling. And postpartum with my first was a really dark place for me. Um, I had definitely had undiagnosed postpartum anxiety. I don't, I probably borderline postpartum depression, but for sure, so much anxiety and didn't really talk to anyone about it. And so I just knew, okay, if I'm going to start studying and like getting these bits of information and I'm sharing it with friends here and there, and I had actually this, my best friend, her sister, I had actually helped her a little bit with like some tips around pumping and how to get more milk and how to increase supply. And so she was like, I mean, just the few things you told me to do worked. I was like, well, of course they worked. They're like Mm evidence-based. They're very pragmatic. They're not like, it's not like anything I'm coming up with is like revolutionary new. It's all information that's available. It's just this mom, like a lot of moms and even I put myself in this category. I didn't get this information when I was pregnant and you don't know what you don't know. Yes. And so that's kind of like, Every day when I generate content and when I started this, it was like, what did I need to hear? What did I need someone to tell me? What did I struggle with? What were the things that I wished my best friend would have been like, hey, let me give you the inside scoop on this. This is what you need to do and need to try. So that's definitely what I try to like emulate day in and day out. But it definitely started more as a way for me to study and like retain the information because I'm very... I'm like a kinetic learner. Mm -hmm. And so it was really nice for me to reinforce the information by making physical videos of showing how to do those things, making really fun. They were a little rough at the beginning. My graphics have gotten much better. So Um, good. Everything is top notch. (laughs) But I will say at the beginning, like some of my graphics and things that I produced were not top tier, but it helped me really cement it in my mind, the principles and the things that I was learning. And so I was like, well, why not? Like, why not put this online and share it with moms and in the process, help myself study and retain the information. So that's kind of like the very, very beginning, like humble beginnings, I guess, of my Instagram. And I feel like it really took off during the pandemic because so many moms were home and looking for information online, and especially when it came to breastfeeding, unfortunately, a lot of hospitals sent home their lactation consultants. Wow. Because it, it was a very contact, close proximity type position. But at the same time, it wasn't medically necessary to care for those patients. It was like an added luxury. So I knew a lot of, I knew of a lot of friends and even, um, Here in town, they didn't make a ton of changes, but there were some changes made at some of the local hospitals, like classes. None of the classes were happening. And so I just knew these moms are really needing even more support right now. Yes. So it kind of, it snowballed for sure, I feel like, in that pandemic season. And even now, there's people that find me locally and they're like, oh my gosh, like I had no idea you were in Corpus. I've been following you for as long as I can remember. And I just now, like it just clicked that you're actually here. Yes. Um, So I think there's definitely people still kind of discovering and finding out, but I really attribute it to the growth of it for sure to the pandemic and really moms needing that resource during that time. But isn't that interesting though? Because the pandemic was... you know, terrifying on so many levels. And yet people like you found a way to benefit others. Um, Of course, digitally, right? Because that was the only way we could really connect. Um, So I love that you took that opportunity to really help people. And that shows so much with the content that you generate. I also want to thank you for sharing about your postpartum experience and like, you know, the struggles that you had. Um, I can definitely attest to that as well. Um, And I know that people could interpret this some kind of way. But to me, the hardest part about having a newborn was breastfeeding. That was really challenging for me. And it was just me and my husband, like trying to him kind of helpless, like not really knowing what to do. I came across a checklist on your on a your page and uh, I saved it. And let's see if I can pull it up quickly. But it said something along the lines of how, you know, um, it might be in your best interest to uh, 
consult with a uh, yeah. lactation consultant and um, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's deep in there, but I will find it. But I looked at the list and I'm like, I had like a handful of those symptoms yeah. and you know what I mean? Like didn't even think to reach out or nobody was like, Hey, yeah. how's this going? Maybe, you know, we have a resource for you. Nothing. So I'm just like, thank God there's people, <laughs> people like you that are doing this. So ladies can be like, Oh yeah, my nipples are really hurting. Like I'm bleeding, you know? Um, yeah. just, just, stuff like I said um I made it through I'm grateful I did but if another mom doesn't have to go through that with your resources like that is the move so social media has been very worthwhhile for oh my gosh I was I almost called it Lutz 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 (laughs) lactation yeah yeah uh, Lutz lactation um and that has transitioned into your being able to provide consultations for people, whether yeah. remotely or in person. So was that something that came with the board certification or whenever you started Lutz Lactation, were you like, I'm, I'm immediately doing this? Or how did that work out with the consultations? Yeah, so it's really interesting, right? Because I originally in that like 2016 timeframe when I had my first, I didn't, I was a NICU nurse, like I mentioned, I was at the bedside. I never really, in my mind, I knew that there was board certifications out there for lactation. However, I did not know what it looked like or that it was even possible. Like there was never a figment of my imagination that this can happen outside a hospital setting, especially because as an RN, you really are very, um, for lack of a better word, conditioned that like, the bedside in a 12 hour shift and three days a week is your standard, like this is like standard protocol. This is what you're going to do. And then you move into some sort of maybe administrative or like working with like chart checking and clinical work. So I just thought like, I didn't know it was an option until after I struggled with breastfeeding my first, I found something called lactation link and it was a Utah based company And basically it was breastfeeding classes online. And I was like, this was before I started my Instagram um, in 2018. And I was just like, mind blown. Like, I didn't even know that was a a thing. I didn't know you could take a credential and work independently online. And, And this wasn't just one IBCLC. This is an IBCLC team. So there was one like business owner, obviously, and she had a team of IBCLCs working for her. And at the time, I DM'd her from my personal account and basically just said, like, how did you do this? Like, I didn't know this was possible. You have your board certification. Like, what does this look like? And to this day, she's one of my really great mentors. Wonderful. She messaged me back and I... I remember sending the screenshot to my best friend, like fangirling because her account was massive online. Um, And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, she messaged me back. And we kind of just chatted. She gave me some resources, gave me the pathway that I should look at with having RN as my background. And so then she kind of gave me like, for for lack of a better word, a framework, because even when you say like, I have an international board certified lactation consultant, There's three different pathways to get there. The amount of hours is different, the amount of education, um, and then you all sit for the same exam, but it's just a little bit different for each pathway. And it's not very clear cut. So it's, it's very open to interpretation for certain things. So when I chatted with her, it was just like, what did you use? What program did you use? Did it have to be specifics? Um, So that's like... When I found that and when she messaged me back and said, yes, absolutely get into it. You can work for us. Whoa, um, remotely. That's when my wheels started like turning. And yeah. I was like, okay, like I could actually work more from home, have more hours with my kids, which is end game for me. Absolutely. Um, but still like love what I do every day. And not that I didn't love the NICU, but it's a hard place to work. I was going to ask. Yeah, I I can't. I'm sure it can be very rewarding, but also very, like you said, trying. It can be very trying. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're there is so much about it that you are really. I feel like 
it was so funny. I'll, I'll say this. I had a dinner one time with my dad and he mentioned what I did. And the waitress goes, man, you must, you must not have a heart. Cause that would be so hard for me to work with babies. <laughs> and she walked away and my dad was like, Oh, I was like, I know I felt kind of bad. And it, it's, it was just funny because I know, I know where she was going with it. Like, you have to kind of close yourself off. Yeah. Um, and maybe that works really well for some nurses in a NICU setting. But for me, it was like my heart was just burst open for these families and these babies. And I wanted to help them all and and be all of these moms like emotional support. And after a while, that becomes a lot to especially when you start having your own family. Yes. Take that 12 hours of emotionally caring for someone, physically caring for this tiny baby that's smaller than like a Kleenex box, you know, like you're, and you're taking that home. And I, um, I like to say I have like under the surface anxiety, like I function really well, but it's always like, I can I'm, identify I'm with that a lot under, yeah. under the surface. And so Nikki's not the best place for someone like that. And so I, I definitely started realizing like, this is really a trigger for me and I do need to find something whether it's I go part-time here and then work full-time in lactation or do part-time for both or find something that works a little bit better for me, for my mental health too, because it's not worth it. Um, So yeah, it, it kind of shifted. I feel like from, okay, I, I can't ever do this outside of the hospital to, oh my gosh, this is, even an option to, oh my gosh, here's this really great mentor that just lined it out for me. And she was really great about DMing me back and checking in, like, how's it going? What's the progress like? And then, you know, like inevitably there was one DM and she's like, how's it going? And I'm like, I'm pregnant with baby (gasps) number two. Oh my gosh. How am I going to do this? Like, I don't know if I'm going to have the time. So it just, it was really great that she was kind of continually like every three to six months she would just send me a dm and be like how are things going how's the progress going and so that really meant a whole lot to me but it really just showed me that there's people online that actually care for moms and care for others and so i was like okay um between that and my best friend sister who was like just do it just go for it um that's kind of what pushed me into that like space to even knowing that like Oh, okay. This is an option. So I kind of knew to answer your question. I kind of knew it was an option. Yeah. But I didn't know, like, what scale is this an option, and can I work by myself, or do I have to be in a group? So I kind of discovered that I did work for Lactation Link for a little while, and then the company um, was acquired by a breast pump com- breast pump company, um, and it was just a little bit different of a direction. So at that point, I kind of stepped out. Still great friends with that mentor visited her this summer but oh wow I think it was it was great she lives in Utah so it was beautiful but yes um so yeah it kind of just transitioned from this okay I can do this in a group setting and then meeting her and talking to her and talking to the other IBCLCs in the group a lot of them were doing this independently on their own and so when she kind of um stepped out from the picture from lactation link I was like okay I think this kind of feels like the right time. There's a little bit of a a rocky season for me mm-hmm. last summer, but once I kind of figured out, okay, this is the tra- trajectory. Like this is kind of where God's pushing this. Like, yes. all right, I'm going to, I'm going to quit my full-time job and like, let's pray to Jesus that like this works out. And um, that was in August. Like when I was like, let's go full-time with Congratulations. This. That's major. It, it was huge. Um, and it still, it still feels really huge. Um, especially with tax season. Coming oh up. gosh. Like, oh, this will be your first one, huh? That's okay. Just get this first yeah. one on, out of the way and you'll be like, all right, you'll be able to sigh, you know? Yeah. I think I'll, I'll be able to breathe a little bit better, but yeah. So to answer that, like very long winded, my favorite I kind of answer, really know, like that one-on-ones and doing it independently was a full-blown option until I got more and more into it. Right. Which was nice. Right. (laughs) But what I love is your willingness to reach out, to get more information, and then to act on that information. You know what I mean? And then ultimately do the self-learning 
and then realizing I can take this to, to where I want to be and, and to your goal, like you said, to work from home, potent, you know, have your kind of your own business, essentially, um, get to spend more time with your family. It's a win win, you know, not to mention you're yeah. doing something you're extremely passionate about. Um, first off, I want to thank you for I have to thank any nurse I meet because whether you are still, you know, in the nursing field or, you know, were in it and, and decided to step away, it's extremely noble work that definitely requires a special person. Not just anybody can be a nurse or be in healthcare like, at all. Yeah. I toyed with the idea for maybe a week and I was like, there is absolutely no way. <laughs> no way. I couldn't. So uh, like you are you are definitely a special kind of person, like an earth angel is what I call you all. So, no, so thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, but your passion for this really shines through and... I really want to talk about the content that you generate on Instagram because you have such a welcoming, relatable presence <laughs> that I know, you know, anybody who follows you really gets a lot out of. I mean, the tools that you you utilize, like the crochet breasts <laughs> and like the yeah. nipple measurement tools, and it's very hands-on and visuals and, and that yeah. kind of thing. Um was that I know you said it started off a little bit, you know, rocky. I don't even like to say rocky, but you called it humble beginnings, which I still think is amazing that yeah. you still did. Because like your friend's sister said, who cares if you're ready and have all the equipment yeah. and all the know how just start, which to me is very mm -hmm. inspiring. But how did you choose your approach for generating content? Because the way you're doing it is absolutely perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um. So I kind of twofold, right? Um, number one, I never take myself too seriously. Um, that's a good one. Nobody needs that. And just from, well, I guess I should say being in a hospital setting, they want you to take yourself very seriously. Yeah. And I often was, um, chatted with about my approach. Wow. On, you were a troublemaker. On, yeah, kind of, I guess you could say that. Um, on my approach of clothing shirts that I would like to wear that had boobs on them or said milkmaker, um, just different things that, and even just in life, I've been told before, like, you're a little too much, I need less. And I get it. Like, if I'm I'm less, go find, go find less. Exactly. Like, if you need less of me, go find less. I'm not your person. Yes. Um, And that, like, sticks with me. Elise Myers and her TikToks, like, that resonates with me so much because I've always kind of done my own thing. Um, And I just kind of don't care. Oh, that's, <laughs> what, the, that, that's true like, power is to not care. That is true power. Um. And I, you know, it, I think too, with the like type of content that I generate, I constantly think about the aspect of teaching this in a way that my kids can understand it. Because if my six-year-old can understand this, then anyone can. Yes. And, and I don't mean that in a mean way. It's just like, keep it simple. Don't just like in nursing school, it was like, don't use medical jargon. Nobody gets that. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to talk about mastitis or a clogged duct, I'm just going to call it what it is. Like there's milk backed up in there. Like we don't need to get with all this like fancy terminology um, or there's inflammation, like there's swelling happening. So the milk can't flow, like really simplifying it to what it actually is, because I think that's some of that, um, almost like gatekeeping, if you will, for sure. In the lactation world. It's like, I come take my master class in, um, you know, tongue ties and da, 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 da. And it's like, nobody like, and I don't mean that in an ugly way, but it's like, nobody needs like a master class. Like they're just struggling with the, like, we're just over here struggling with the basics. Right. Like, let's just bring it back to like, level one because that's where I was yes um and like you said it's not as though all this knowledge is necessarily common and in one place it really takes someone like you to weed out like the legitimacy of some of this stuff you know yeah, so yes yeah. let's start with the basics <laughs> yeah 
And I do find that, like you meant, like you mentioned, like the legitimacy, there is so much misinformation out there. Honestly, that's a, a lot of times when I'm looking at creating something, it's like I will literally Google because that's what moms do. Moms Google and they go to Facebook and they go to YouTube. And so if I Google something, whatever the like top five articles are, I will generally at least look at the title in the first few sentences to get a gist. Sometimes I'll read it all the way through. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's actually out there when you Google this information? And honestly, most of the time it's a dumpster fire. Like, right. It's trash. And it's not even accurate information for these poor moms who are just like, it's one in the morning. I can barely see my nipples. I feel like they're falling off. There's milk everywhere. And I'm just trying to Google something. Like, yes. I just need some sort of solution. Um, so I think that's where, like, middle of the night Google sessions is a lot of my inspo for content because I know that's what moms are searching. Yes. Um, sometimes I'll even Google, like, breastfeeding and let it fill in the blank. And be like, okay, that's, that's what I'm going to make. That's smart. Today. That's very smart because you know that, uh, what is it, that the algorithm goes with like the top searches kind of thing. That is very mm-hmm. smart. And that was actually one of my yeah. questions is how you determine uh, content. That is very smart. Um, well done utilizing the, tool, <laughs> the tools at your disposal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, that yeah. and TikTok. There's a lot of um, stuff on TikTok that's interesting, to say the least. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because social media has made it to where you can reach a lot of people. And thank goodness that you're somebody who is all about the science behind, you know, certain things and what the research says, not to mention your, you know, nursing background. You know, you are an amazing resource. Um, But like you said, there's a lot of stuff on the internet that's not necessarily in the best interest of nursing moms. And so do you find that you're fielding a lot of that? Because it seems like some of your, uh, I'd say a good chunk of your content is kind of explaining like why this TikTok trend is not the move. (laughs) Yes. Um, I mean, there's a lot. And sometimes like, Science changes too. So like even just this summer, the biggest like trend in the world for a clogged duck was put some Epsom salt in your haka, fill it up with warm water, put it on there to get the clog to clear. And then the Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine came out with this whole new bundle of information. And I had always like, I had, I had advised heat and massage, but I had always had a problem. Like my nurse brain always felt this like block with that information because I'm like, if I have inflammation going on in the body and I don't want it there, we generally treat that with ice and anti-inflammatories. So I kind of always had this like dilemma (laughs) with that information. Um, And then the Academy, Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine came out with this big, huge protocol, many, many pages to read through. Um, And this is public information. Like you can go and search any of these Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine protocols, but there's a lot to cipher through, a lot of medical terminology. um, And you do have to have some understanding of anatomy and physiology and body parts and breast parts. Um, So I do find that when I find something that is misaligned or is misinformation, um, sometimes I either take one of two approaches. I'm either really sassy and just like, <laughs> I love that. This in the dumpster where it goes, or I try to be because I know, and this can go with anything. I know that most, not most moms, all moms are doing the best with the information they have. So I never, I try to shy away from making moms feel shame. Because I was yes. very easily pushed into that phase postpartum. Yes. Um, and so I try to keep that in the forefront as well when I'm creating. So I try to make it fun. I also do some spicy stuff. Um, but for the most part, I try to remember that most moms aren't choosing anything in particular to do harm or following any sort of protocol to do harm um, they really are just trying to do the best with the information they have. Exactly. And I was in the same boat. There was there are many things that with my first baby, I changed <laughs> to doing something different with my second. And I'm sure if I have another baby, 
it will change in the future. And so being mindful of helping them make that shift, and especially when you're approaching a really hot topic, you have to be gentle and you have to really learn how to navigate those waters. I do feel like being a nurse in the NICU really prepares you for that a lot because there is a lot of information that you're giving that sometimes you have to kind of navigate really well, especially like you'll have a doctor do a round one day and then the next day the doctor decides a little bit of a different treatment plan. And so parents want to know, well, like, why did that change? And so you had, even as a nurse at the bedside, you had to kind of learn like the art of helping shift people's understanding. Yes. And I think that's really what it comes down to is like, okay, let me, let me take you from where we were to where we are now. Um, and the beauty of this is it's, it's all the information that I'm able to gather and give to moms. I don't have to like filter it through anyone. Yes, um, that is nice. Like it's, it's nice because it's like, okay, I, I can, I can know pretty quickly if what I'm putting out is like completely bogus because a lot of IBCLCs will not like it, um, which doesn't happen very often. But yeah, um, for the most part, I know like, okay, I'm, I'm like not going off into the deep end here. Um, there's plenty of IBCLC still commenting, still saying like this is something they use in part of their practice. So that's amazing yeah. that you have peers, yeah. you know, that engage with your content because that just kind of doubles down on the um, quality. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I really love that aspect of it, and I because I worked with there was a group of IBCLCs that we worked together with Lactation Link. Um, sometimes I'll even run something by them of like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing X, Y, Z today. I have any tips or is there anything I should keep in mind? Um, especially Lindsay in particular, who is the owner of like, or was the owner of lactation link. She has been in that social media space for a really long time. And like you mentioned, like social media and education can be really interesting Very. <laughs> to navigate. And so there's just certain topics that you know are topics that you have to, like I said, kind of shift the understanding in a way that's gentle, but still informative and still sides with the evidence and not just what parents want to hear. Uh, yes, that uh, is an excellent point that you just made. Um, and it, back to what you were saying about the art of helping people change their understanding or for them to gain a a different point of view um, based on what's happening. It really is an art, um, (laughs) you know, to get people to be on board with the change and that kind of thing. Um, And I can tell that you have it because I'm telling you just by scrolling through your Instagram, have I learned that um, there's more than like one size of like pump, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like all this stuff. I'm like, I was literally just given a free pump because it was covered by my insurance. Never questioned it. Never was concerned about the fit, any of that, Mm -hmm. not to mention manual pumping, never even considered it. And that's actually something that you prefer. That's like a preferred method for you. Right. Oh yeah. I, I will double down on hands pump every day before an electric pump, mainly because for me and for a lot of moms, you have to do what's sustainable. Yeah. And sometimes getting out a pump that has tubing, setting it up, getting it hooked up to you, that can be a two to five minute process. Yes. Whereas the manual pump, it's all put together. I stick it under my shirt. I When I'm telling you, I've pumped in the NICU in between like pods at night because that was the only time I could get it was a manual pump that helped me do that. And so I know like if I'm doing that, there are plenty of moms that have schedules like nurses and news anchors and reporters and lawyers. Oh gosh, yes. Like police officers, there's so many fields that that's applicable to. And I just, I think manual pumps are great because you can use them if there's a hurricane, you don't have to have power. Right. If you're tubing bus, you can use it like, it's just, it's one of those things that's so underrated. Everyone's like, right. they're, they're very um, excited about like a nursing cart. I'm going to set up my nursing cart. And I'm like, <laughs> you're missing. I love the nursing cart, but like, if you're not going to be able to breastfeed past the first six weeks, like it's such a waste of a lot of money 
and and like you can buy a manual pump for the same amount that a nursing cart costs right and that will probably get you a little further down the line than the full cart would right no uh, hate on nursing carts I have two of them in my closet but but I think it's funny that because we do as a mom, I get it right. Like I was all obsessed about something for the baby's room that like I really didn't mm-hmm. utilize to like its max advantage at all. Or like looking back on it, it's like it would be more practical to have done whatever. Um, and I feel like that's the case for the the manual pump, right? Which I, again, never even considered, like just knowing that there's all these options there. And I feel like what you're doing is really helping people make informed decisions right to not necessarily just go with what's being thrown at them which is exactly what i did um so again it's just like man what what would it have been like if you had been around you know um, i get that a lot yeah so, you know i <laughs> like i my mother-in-law who my husband's a twin she oh wow yeah oh wow the twins and she was like i just wish that you were doing like what you do now. Yes. When I had the boys. And I was like, well, it wasn't alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, sorry, late to the game. However, you do offer twin feeding cons- consultations as well, yeah. which yeah, I thought I was do. really nice um, addition and something that I wouldn't even consider. Right. And I, sometimes I, I get irritated with myself because it wasn't my personal experience. So I'm like, ah, don't even think about it. And I'm like, no, there's plenty of people who have multiple <laughs> multiples, you know, that, that this kind of stuff is helpful. Um, so I want to go back to something that you said earlier, because I feel like it's very relevant to where we live being in Corpus Christi, Texas, which also I think it's so funny that that person was like, I didn't know you were from Corpus because you're such a major <laughs> internet presence with almost 35,000 followers that people wouldn't even you, you seem like you'd be somewhere in like New York or LA or something, you know, so <laughs> I, I think that's cool. Anyway, to circle back, talking about the manual pump and how, you know, in the event of a hurricane or a hardcore freeze that we're not prepared for, you know, this this could uh, be available mm-hmm. to you. Um, you made a post with the most recent freeze in December about how yeah. to determine if you will lose electricity and you have milk in the freezer, how to make sure that your milk is still good. And it was like a, like a coin in a cup or something. Like, so tell me that yeah. because I thought that was a brilliant post. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. So, and, and again, that like was not revolutionary to me. This, I believe, I could be wrong on this because I've read a lot of, a lot of books. I believe it comes from the La Leche League, The Art of Nursing. Okay. But they talk about ways to like prepare for a natural disaster. Yes. Could have been in my breastfeeding textbook. Um, and I've seen other IBCLCs do it, but basically you freeze like a small Tupperware or what have you container of water. Uh, obviously, this would be prior to power yes. going out, so you got to make sure to do it. But you freeze it, um, and then you put like a penny or a nickel or a quarter, any coin really, on top of the already frozen water. And so then, even if you leave for a few days, even if something happens, if that coin has moved in that frozen water or it's completely melted and at the bottom, then you know that your freezer lost power and that milk could potentially be now need to be used for like baths or jewelry or soaps or lotion. Like right. I never say like dump it down the drain just because it's still a very good topical property. It's yes. just not really used for consumption. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she was chasing a moth or something. <laughs> That's There's hilarious. Like, um, something in my office. I'm so sorry. Uh, um, no, no, that's okay. But but to me, these kinds of tips are something that if you know a mom who's been pumping and storing is unaware of could could totally uh change the game for her. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, what I'm like. Yeah. And this is so relevant now because we've had some hardcore freezes the past few years. You know, the potential for a hurricane is always there from what is it, June yeah. to November. So, you know, yeah. th- these kinds of things are really critical um for us. Not 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 just on yeah. in on the Gulf Coast, but of course anybody else who lives, you know, you know, wherever, pretty much the entire United States now with the freezing and the, and the coast and everything. But uh, that kind of content right there, I, I was just blown away by like, this is the kind of stuff, again, like people need to see and, and you know, need to be available to everybody. So <laughs> just thank you for that. Um, so something else that you put that yeah. I thought was really interesting. And 
there's a blog on your website, which is let's, oh my God, Lutz <laughs> Lactation. I'm so sorry. It's pronounced Everyone Lutz. It. It's okay. I'm so sorry. I'm sure somebody listening is going to be like, what is she oh, saying? That's how you it's say Lutz, everybody. It's Lutz. <laughs> like, but in my mind, like the whole time I was prepping, I was saying, let's, let's, let's. It's Lutz. But in Lutz, <laughs> is it Lutz.lactation.com or is it just LutzLactation.com? It's lutzlactation.com. Okay, lutzlactation.com. Fantastic website, by the way. So there you can book a consultation. And I'm going to ask you about how consultations work in a minute. But there's uh, some blog posts on there. And actually, it seems as though the one I read was maybe written by by a a client, potentially, about (laughs) her uh, breastfeeding issues. And it was with her second child. So something I've noticed... And again, this is not a blanket statement at all, but um, a lot of times whenever people reach out to you that I've seen, whether it's through content, through comments, or through this blog, oftentimes providers tend to kind of be dismissive towards mm-hmm. these people's needs. Yeah. And you kind of fill in for them. So, so is it hard to build trust with people who kind of been for lack of a better word, dismissed by the people that they're going to solve these problems? Is it hard to kind of be like, hey, I can help you with this? Yeah, absolutely. Because the initials behind my name are not anywhere near MD. Um, so, and I'm sure every, any, any NR or RN like personnel listening will be like, yeah, like you can say, even with the family at the bedside, you can tell them something, um, and they just don't hear it the same way because there's not that medical authority of certain letters behind your name. So I absolutely think that there is some of that like apprehension. Um, but I think that's why I um, I get even more spicy. Spice, spicy scenarios. Aubrey is the best. Yes, it's it's a fun time. A lot of my followers love when I get spicy. Um, but I, it's really just something that I push really hard for because I've been the one that was being dismissed. Like it doesn't feel good. And at the end of the day, if I would have listened to my gut and had, even if I just would have had one person in my corner say, Hey, like you're doing a good job. Listen to that, like little voice or like what you're feeling right now and push a little bit harder for some answers, I I might've had the courage to push. Um, And it's hard because of course, I wanna have great relationships with the pediatricians and the providers in this area. So um, I have to, again, it's about like navigating that line of advocating for my patient, but still remaining professional um, sending over all of my summary and what I've found, because unfortunately, a lot of times these moms are are telling their pediatrician something that's going on and the pediatrician makes a blanket statement, but they've never even seen this mom feed her child. Right. And so it then becomes like a, well, do I believe you or do I believe my doctor? Right. And so a lot of times I have to really kind of navigate that and inform the parents that has your pediatrician like seen you feed your baby? Have they seen what's happening? Have they visualized, like take some videos. Um, And that goes a long way with my parents, like take a few videos of what's happening so you can show your pediatrician. So that way we can move certain things forward. Um, And so they can advocate for themselves too, because unfortunately, by and large, most women are dismissed in this country for lots of things, Right. whether that's hormone health, whether that's just medical health, weight, I mean, you name yes. it, women get dismissed all over the place in all fields and realms yes. of healthcare in the U.S. So I think it becomes even, you become even more vulnerable when you're postpartum oh my God, to that yeah. voice and that intuition because everyone has told you, like, it's very interesting. The whole time you're pregnant, it's like, you look so cute. And like, you're doing such a good job growing your baby and all of these like statements that you hear. And then the second that baby is on the outside, it's, well, are you sure your milk's like enough? Are you sure they're eating enough? 
shouldn't shouldn't they be sleeping not on you? Shouldn't they be like it's like so much doubt yes. is planted and seeded once the baby is on the outside. But nobody would have said that when baby was inside of mom's uterus. Yeah, it's a very interesting phenomenon that I've witnessed time time in and time out. Um, and so even just pushing mom to kind of find her inner spiciness of like, no, you grew this baby. You are feeding this baby eight to 12 times a day. So if they, if you feel like there's a problem, you're not making that up. Yep. Don't let anyone gaslight you into you're making this up because you're the one there feeding them. And at the end of the day, if you feel like something is off, I think you should follow that. Yes. Because often the moms are right. For sure. They are often right. Oh. Um, and and they don't think they are. But often I'm like, no, you're right. Like, yeah, you should probably get that mouth looked at, the tongue looked at. You should probably, if you feel like you should supplement, add a little bit of supplement in. Um and I, I think that's the beauty of like doing what I do. Again, I don't do anything revolutionary or brand new. It's more about a mom having someone to say, you're doing a good job. Like trust yourself just a little bit more. Yes. Um, and keep going. Like I, I don't do a ton. I just really walk alongside these moms and say like, hey, you're doing good. Trust yourself a little more. Don't doubt yourself so much and keep going. Um, because it it's needed and they don't hear that enough from anyone in the medical community really right and so i i have a i have to disagree with you on something because you said i don't really do much but you're <laughs> being there and doing that not to mention giving them resources to make educated decisions you know what i mean yeah. like all that is so crucial because like you said there's there's viable information in like all these different locations but you consolidate like you are the the middleman between them and like these multiple, you know, resource locations, you know, like you are very important, extremely. <laughs> the, I mean, you know, the fact that me and your mother-in-law are like, man, where were you? You know, <laughs> even like a few years ago, it's just wild to me, but so grateful that you're here now. So for anybody who's wanting to book a consultation with you, how do they go yeah. about it and what can they expect? And let's say, I'm, you know, let's say an in-person consultation for now. So okay. how would they book it and how would they go, you know, uh, what can they expect? Yeah. So there's a few different ways you can kind of like get to my booking platform. One is through the like bio link and my Instagram. The other one is just typing in lutzlactation.com and it'll take you straight there. It comes up. That's like the first thing that comes up. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I try to keep it like front and center. Yes. Uh, and then you just, you really just go in and you can pick if you're the only thing to add like a little asterisk here is if you're outside of New Oasis County, I will come to you. Um, however, it would be considered extended mm. visit. In fact, I'm, I'm going to my hometown tomorrow for a consult. So where's your hometown? Orange Grove. Oh, well, okay. I know. All right. I feel you. What yeah. is that? Sam Pat County? Maybe. Is it Pat or Jim Wells? Oh, I think uh, it is. I think it is Jim Wells. Okay. I think it's Jim Wells. Yeah, I think we you're right. Jim, you did Jim Wells County Fair. So. Yeah, yeah, Jim Wells. Okay, very uh, cool. Sorry, I like brain part. Like, <laughs> sorry, you're all, what are you asking like, me about <laughs> counties for? Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so yeah, they would if you're extended like outside of Oasis, then you just book an extended visit and book it at the time that works for you that's available. And it's okay. I know a lot of moms really stress about like, what if it's not a feeding time? It is all right. We figure it out. We, I'm yet to have a consult where a baby has not fed while I'm there. So we find a way. And the beauty of not being in the hospital is I can take as much time as I need to. Yes. Oh, that <laughs> is nice. we're on baby schedule. So basically what it looks like is you kind of book. And then once you book, you get like a follow-up email and it has all of the like very um, pragmatic things like HIPAA consent and background forms. So I kind of know what we're going into and what tools to bring with me to the consult. And then I show up at your house. Um, you can absolutely come to my house if you ever, like, if someone's like, I don't know, I, I would rather come to you, you can. 
Um, but for the most part, I do come to you, which to me, I like that better. You're feeding in that environment primarily. So let's work yes. in your setting. And then usually what we do is it kind of starts out with I weigh the baby on the scale, depending upon the age. Um, I might not weigh. It kind of just depends. But for the most part, we weigh the baby and then we do some sort of feeding. Sometimes that looks like just latching on to the breast. Sometimes that's latching on with the nipple shield. Sometimes that's doing a little bit of bottle feeding and then latching on. Sometimes it's pumping, giving a little bit of that milk and then latching. Like it can look very diversified. Um, I also like to review how to bottle feed a baby who's going to go back and forth from the bottle to the breast. So if a mom's planning on doing that, I will kind of like review that at that time. Then we take the baby and we weigh them again to see like what is what is their actual um, mouth capable of doing when they're up at the breast. So then we kind of get a snapshot. It's not an exact like, okay, every time your baby's going to get two ounces, it's just, it's a snapshot. It gives right. us an idea of what right. are they capable of doing. And then at the end of the visit, I don't do any sort of diagnosing for ties or okay, uh, okay, that's good to know. I do do a digital exam where I use my finger, baby sucks on my finger. I will lift and move the tongue to see what does the movement look like. I'll lift their lip, I'll fill in their cheeks. And if I feel anything that feels tight or maybe a little bit, there's like not the movement that I want to see from the tongue, then I refer it to a pediatric dentist or an ear, nose, and throat specialist here in town. And then they can do a formal eval, give them, right. if there is some sort of formal diagnosed tie, then they can plan to do the revision or not. It's up to the parents. But um, And then the follow-up is typically um, they get a full typed out version of all the notes and education that we did during the consult. Some A lot of those things have videos with them. Um, some of them have links to other pages that have really great resources, especially the tongue tie stuff, because I'm very new to that realm of treatment. And so I really outsource some of that through some other videos that I have access to. And then um, I tell the moms, here's my number. Um, I use a, I use a work number, but here's my work number. Text me. I will follow up with you in three to five days see how things are working. The top three goals that I gave you, are those sustainable? Mm -hmm. Is it joyful for you? And is it working? And then we kind of go back and forth for the next couple of weeks. And then if mom's still kind of struggling at two or three weeks out from the visit, then we'll do a follow-up. Okay. Very good. Very good. Um, that is, sounds extremely thorough. Um, it sounds like you really cover a lot of bases there and you also leave them with a plan of action to implement. Yeah. Um, so when do you recommend that people reach out to you? So is it like as soon as they get home or, you know, like, uh, as soon as they start experiencing issues or, you know, how, how does that work? Like, how do they know? Like, okay, I need to call Aubrey. So I actually love and would prefer for more moms to work with me prenatal. Okay. So let's do a prenatal consult because there's nothing worse than meeting me for the first time and having to whip out your nipple. Like I, I'm very friendly yes. and I will wear something <laughs> that makes you feel comfortable. I will put nips on my shirt. Like you're going to be fine, but it works just a little bit better. And you're a little bit more relaxed if we have a little bit of a rapport. Right. Um, that's and, right. I didn't even consider the fact that like, yeah, you are literally going to be seeing. Yeah, you're going to be seeing yeah. me. So that so anybody yeah. that calls needs to, you know, be aware, right? But you're there to help. Yeah. I mean, it's that's all it yeah. is. <laughs> but I honestly, I feel like even so, the prenatal consult is really nice because I can look at your medical history of how your pregnancy is going. And what do you have in your medical background and help you prepare for like, what are the kind of 
things that you need to focus on after baby is born to help you really be set up to be successful. Because again, it, it goes back to, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And a lot of things and classes and courses that are offered are very blanket general classes. And so it's really nice in a prenatal consult. I can really, like you said, be super thorough of what's your history. Exactly. What's your background? Um, do you, have you had any breast surgeries? Like, there's so many things yeah. that, that can impact breastfeeding. And right. so it's important to kind of look at it from all the angles and make sure that we're really like covering our basis because yes, there are general based, like evidence-based guidelines that we can use for breastfeeding and to make it be successful. But there's also some personal aspect to it too, of what's your history and what are your risk factors and what do yes. we need to consider? Right. So I love like just recently I got to work with a mom prenatally and then I just saw her uh, again within the last two weeks for her first like check in or checkup visit. And it was so nice because we had we we did the prenatal visit virtually. So she was here in town, but still did it virtual. Right. And so we had like we had some rapport and she was like she'd been DMing me on Instagram and I was like oh my gosh, you delivered. I'm so excited. And she was, you know, like, I'm doing this. Is this good? And I'm like, yes, keep going. You're doing great. So some of that is just like, you have a bestie that gets to hang out with you postpartum too. Which exactly. Is kind of fun. Yes. A fun person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I can definitely tell. And I mean, how amazing would it be to have somebody literally at your fingertips being like, like, like you said, hey, am I doing this right? Or what do you think about this or whatever? I mean, it's priceless. <laughs> It's literally yeah. priceless. That's why I'm just like, oh my God. I th- I can literally envision being in the room with my husband the first time I was breastfeeding and like being so frustrated, <laughs> like upset. Like my breasts were like rocks. Like it was horrible. And he was like powerless. Like, I don't know what to do, you know, and thank God we got it to work. But it's not like I Googled anything. I just was like, why? I don't even know. We just were, what do you call it? You throw everything until it sticks, right? That's essentially what we yeah. did. But man, <laughs> man, was that a struggle. So again, I just, you know, you you are incredible. Um, I'm so, so uh, just grateful for you and all that you do and all that you offer. And so, you know, in an ideal situation for anybody who's listening and thinking about working with Aubrey, you would meet with her for prenatal consult and then, of course, move on to, um, you know, a- after the baby's born. But I found that post I was talking about. So you posted it in September, mm-hmm. actually. But it signs your latching and pumping journey needs a professional. So sore, injured nipples, feedings are super short or long. I, that is literally check and check for me. Um, <laughs> you don't hear swallows from tiny. Also a check. I mean, like there's so many things here that if you're experiencing that, like, please reach out to Aubrey. Um, you know, I mean, even if, you know, she can't necessarily see you, she can steer you somewhere, give you advice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Again, if you're not following Aubrey at lutes.lactation on Instagram, (laughs) do yourself a favor. The content is amazing, so relatable, fun to watch. I never thought I would say that. Who thinks like breastfeeding content is fun to watch? But it is. Like your delivery is just amazing. The website's fantastic. If anybody's wanting to work with her, there's information about the consults um, and just. Aubrey, I again, I'm just geeking out over you and everything that you you're you're exactly where you need to be. I want to thank you so much for being here. Um, I can't wait to see how uh, Lutz Lactation continues to grow, and um, yeah, I just can't wait to see what you do next. So thank you again for being here. Yeah, thanks so much. I one of my 2023 goals is to get in the community a little more. Yes. So I'm hopeful that. Maybe we can do some sort of in-person class gathering, um, just all the things this year. And I just in December got my baby wearing certification. So fantastic. Like another little thing to offer the community too. Um, this year at some point I'll start offering some baby wearing consultation add-ons. They probably won't be like a whole separate thing, but yeah. definitely an add-on. Um, and I'm excited. I love, love, love working here in the Coastal Bend. There's so many moms that um, may not, it may not be within their budget to work with me one-on-one. And so I'm trying to be very mindful of equity yes, and making things 
approachable for all different demographics and budgets because I get it. Yes. Um, sometimes a one-on-one with me is not plausible for your budget. So definitely have some things in the works and I'm excited. Yay! That, um, that moms are considering me more and more here the more the word is getting out, which is nice. Yeah, no, truly. Because after the conference I mean I had a few ladies be like I had never even heard of Aubrey you know and now I'm going to be talking to her about this this and this so your work matters big time um your content is I cannot stress it enough (laughs) is so good I haven't even seen you on TikTok I'm 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 a like borderline boomer I refuse to download TikTok but I'm like tempted just to see your TikToks because I'm sure they're amazing but uh <laughs> yeah again I just um am extremely grateful to have spent this time with you tonight and uh yeah guys loot's lactation check it out so thank you again Aubrey thank you